start the party. Are you looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. ExtremeScoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E Scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, Treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Errr, was ship-shape, and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of eight in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one -on -one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, Arr. contact Chuck at S&W Shooter and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, we're back. We're live once again. You are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting and Treasure Hunting Radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And as I look into the chat, I see good grief. It's already flying. <clears throat> we've got the Bills in, Bob. We've got uh, Ian and, uh, yeah, it's it's flying. I'm not even trying. So welcome aboard to everybody. Don't forget, first and foremost, our links in the chat and the description. Our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP Extreme Scoops, Detect These, the Ring Finders, Nocta Macro, Nocta Macro website, actually Nocta website, Terry Shannon's website, Midwest Refineries. There is Crazy Spider Adventures, Ohio Metal Detecting, Detect That Outdoors, All Metal Militia, and Quarter Hoarder, all on YouTube. And then there are... Metal Detecting, Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting, Central Illinois, Illinois, Iowa, Treasure Hunters, The Relic Hunters, Detect Ed Outdoors, All Metal Militia, and, who can forget, 
Detect America. You can catch Frank, Steve, and Ronnie 8 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, multicasting Facebook, YouTube, Shelly and Dawn on Thursdays with Can You Dig It, 7 p.m. Eastern, simulcasting Facebook, YouTube. <coughs> and that concludes all the links. We've got all the usual suspects in the chat, and we've got all the links out of the way. Obviously, a little bit of a change-up in the programming this week. It's not the trivia hot seat tonight. Actually, tonight, we've got Quarter Hoarder back, along with another special guest that I know a lot of people have been hoping to hear something from. So first, what we're going to do, because it has been 10 months since we've had Quarter Hoarder on the show. It was just after Swing Into Summer. So we'll bring him in first. How's it going tonight? Josh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, and I'm Ten glad months, to see Josh, you Josh, I could are. have gotten pregnant and had a baby already. That's how long it's been. <laughs> right. Then, man, you'd, you'd be known for other things. <laughs> I'm known for enough weird stuff outside All, of how obvious it is. Although... Uh, which I forgot to mention that to you before the show. You you will recall, I think, back in February, I had reached out to you about a little kind of project I was doing. But unfortunately, you were down with COVID. Yeah, I on my birthday, I had COVID. So I my know. birthday, I was in bed for like six days, sick as a dog. Oh, I was horrible. Nobody um, should have to spend their birthday that way. Oh, and it was a big one, too. It was like one of the zero birthdays, you know, where we normally would have went out and celebrated because my wife was sick in bed with COVID right next to me. Oh, so, so what? This was like 10? This was, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I only act 10. I'm actually much older than that. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. but, but yeah, that COVID got me, got me good. Well, and no long-term effects, thankfully. Well, I have an extra head that grows off my shoulder, but I like him. He just keeps me company. Hey, you know, extra camera angle, maybe. Oh, and talking about extra head, I will bring in the extra guest that we brought in. My good buddy, Dog Tag Doug, Mexican Doug, Jane Fond Doug himself, Mr. Doug Johnson. <laughs> Hello. How, how is it going, Doug? I'm doing well. Now, should I talk in my Doug dog tag Doug voice or my Jane Fond Doug? <laughs> what would you prefer? He doesn't want people I, to leave the show, so stay in your. I have to wear tighter underwear for the Jane Fond Doug. <laughs> I imagine. Definitely. Yeah, let, let's just keep the imagination calm there. <laughs> right. Definitely. Uh, Doug has a face for podcasts, too, Josh. This works out perfect for him. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I have a voice for, for TV and a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I, I tell people the same thing. I mean, you never yeah. know how I'm going to show up. Like, I I caught you and Jason talking as we were rolling into the show about, yeah, you remember he was right there? He had on this curly-haired wig and everything, thought he was some sort of homeless yeah. person on crack. 
my wife. I is, thought you were like a hobo because you came up to me in the hotel. Right. And I was like, who is this weird homeless? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were a woman. You had this long, curly blonde hair and you were like grabbing on my shirt or something. I'm like, what is where are we done? It wasn't until like an well, hour or so later I realized who you were. Well, Jason right. said to me, give him five bucks and get him the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until after the live remote, Jason come over and he's like, man, I am so sorry. I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> I had no clue. It was a really good disguise. Yeah, now that should have been on video. Yeah, that really uh, caught me off guard. Tim Saylor yeah. does have some photos of me running around in that wig. Are you wearing it again this year? Because you know we're coming back out in a few we'll weeks. Be, we'll be prepared. If we well, know. you know, we we keep kicking around the idea because at Christmas time, we did a fundraiser for the uh, kids' Christmas giveaway that we do. And that subsequently, in like 45 minutes, we wound up raising like $200. And my hair got dyed this very vividly colored purple that did not go away until this this was like november and i didn't get rid of it until the middle of february wow i was a pretty it, permanent dye there yeah, yeah it was it was something else too because shortly after that i had went into uh menards i believe it was and i'm all bundled up i've got this bright hunter orange coat on and then this vividly purple hair, and people are walking around looking, going, what was that? It looked like somebody riding a pumpkin. <laughs> totally, totally not Midwest, huh? Yeah, yeah, totally. Although, if I would have went across the road to Walmart, I would have fit right in. Oh, yeah, oh. they wouldn't even look twice at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't believe it lasted that long. I, I die my goatee sometimes because it's coming in gray i'm getting old josh and i'll dye my goatee on like a friday and it's back to gray again by like sunday morning oh yeah well whatever your secret is to keep it three months i gotta know what it was they wanted me to dye my hair this vivid purple and then they wanted me to dye the goatee hot pink oh my goodness and for whatever reason, the the dye for the goatee didn't take. It was gone in like two or three days, which was a plus for me because I was thinking I was about to get beat down in the street or something. Yeah, well, you get beat up in Jersey too. You probably have a pink uh, pink goatee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I might fit in at a Pantera concert or something, but ah, oh, they were good. I remember Pantera past that i I wasn't sure what i was gonna do so we've been trying to decide and my wife keeps joking around she's thinking she may make a post with different wigs and let everybody vote on which wig i should show up with (laughs) or we may uh do a poll and uh maybe just dye it again oh my goodness that's pretty hardcore i i can say uh, if she gets her way, she was already talking last year that she had the wig all picked out. And if that's the one that we wind up going with, you definitely will not miss me. <laughs> it, well, I'm, it'll I'm be looking, illuminating. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look for the uh, strangest looking person, and I'm just going to assume it's you. Hopefully I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. 
Oh, it, it, it'll be something else though, but we are definitely looking forward to DTH. And the reason yep. why I had reached out to you in February was because I thought it might be neat. You might have uh, gotten a kick out of it. Delek was going to be on the show and I was going to bring you in as a special guest co-host with her. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, which that, that show, that, that went well. And we had, actually, we had a, a trivia show we had originally planned for tonight. And then we were going to try to get you guys on next Wednesday, but then something came up and I'm like, ah, don't sweat it. You know, I've, I've had quarter hoarder waiting in the wings for a little bit and I just got to give him a heads up, so hopefully this will work. We'll just flop those two around. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, and deal looks hard to get on because you know the time difference over is. there. It was probably like four in the morning. She had to wake up to do the show. Right, and she's just such a fireball. She doesn't want to because I'll offer to pre-record it to air later to to suit her her time zone. And she just, she won't have none of that. She has to do it live. Yeah, she is a ball of energy, and I don't know how she maintains that all the time. We saw her a couple weeks ago. She came over for a big event that we were at. First time I've seen her in a couple of years, because she hasn't been over a lot. Right. And man, I don't know where she gets the energy from. I don't, I just, I don't get it. Neither do I, but she, she actually sounded a little... Maybe a little frustrated when she found out that Barack has already met me and we've already met and all of that. And and she's like, wait a minute, all these people have met you already before me? <laughs> Sorry. Well, she's starting I, to come back over again now. I think uh, the world's mm -hmm. getting back to normal. Yeah. I think she's here this weekend. I think she's down in Florida this weekend. I believe That's that. right. I was hoping she was going to be out uh, at the um, Detecting the Heartland hunt. Yeah. But um, now she wasn't able to make it over. She covers the whole world, which is just unfathomable, you know, that, you know, the whole world. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I can't keep track of the events in the tri-state area. And she covers right? the whole world. And she's doing it globally. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and country... There's events in different countries. She's got to interpret, uh, you know, all these different languages. And oh my goodness, I I don't know how she even does it. I give her a lot of credit. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like we will have Barack there for detecting the Heartland. Oh, is he? I haven't gotten oh. confirmation. I, I know Dwight's we coming up from Florida. Dwight, yeah. So, oh, it, is he? It, Okay. Well, I know Dwight's yeah. coming. Maybe Brock's coming also. I, I don't know. Because the last um, I heard, I don't know. Maybe I misspoke. Because the last I heard, it sounded like it was a good possibility it was going to be Barack again. But uh, well, maybe he's coming. I always, I always try to talk Brock into coming because uh, I love him. We always hang out uh, after swinging the summer. Me, Doug, and Brock drove up to see the uh, American Pickers store. Yeah, um, I remember you talking about that at the hotel. Yeah, we went up there and checked that out. I mean, uh, Brock had no idea because, you know, he's lives in Turkey. He had no idea what we were even doing. He's like, what is this place? And just shut up and enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he did. <laughs> he did. Well, he's a good dude. You know, he just likes yeah. hanging out. Oh, and yeah. I think we, 
I think we went we went into into Chicago, didn't we, Doug? Because he wanted to see the city. Yeah, we went to uh, the uh, lakeside area, and uh, he showed us around since he was so familiar with Chicago. Oh, and he's such and, a prima donna. Like he he kept wanting me to take pictures of him in front of all these things, and every picture <laughs> he's got to like do these sexy poses. And I'm like I'm like Brock, I feel eerie just taking this photo. He's like, just take the picture, <laughs> and like he's like posing like putting his lips out and like doing these weird, but like, what am I doing? I felt like you divine. could actually use those to blackmail him, you know? Right. No, he was yeah. proud of them. That's what I mean. That's, he was proud of them. They went up on his Facebook. You're going, yeah. I feel kind of stalkerish. Yeah. I just yeah. felt creepy looking at that through the camera. I was like, Oh, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> I can't just stand still with a smile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But he's a good dude, Brock. Uh, yes, he is. Definitely. He's fun to, Great he's guy fun to, to talk be with. To you. Absolutely. Yeah. But Dwight's yeah. awesome, too. If you get Dwight, uh, I'm sure you've probably met Dwight over the years. Uh, uh, I have not, actually. I was supposed oh. to, and I, maybe I'll have to bring this up to him. I was supposed to have him on the show here a couple of years ago. And we did the uh, we did the promo. I I plastered it all over Facebook. You know, we've got Dwight from New Age Goonies and all of that. Sent him a message to let him know that everything was out. We were good to go for that night. Didn't hear any reply from him. Didn't hear any reply. Gets a little later in the day. I'm starting to sweat it. No reply. And he he just he ghosted me. Wow, really? But did he get? Did he ever get back to you when he realized? No, like maybe uh, no. Well, someone else later, still nothing. Someone else got back to me and was keeping me in the loop at that point. Unfortunately, he wound up. He had to go to the hospital for sun poisoning. Ah, oh, well, that's a reasonable excuse then. Well, yeah. And we just, we never did get the opportunity to do that show again. So who knows? Maybe how, we'll how have does, to have him on. How does a uh, olive skin person get sun poisoning? That's, that's And he weird. lives in the sun. I mean, where he's at, yeah, I mean, it's mean, sunny 24 hours a day. Right? <clears throat> but well, apparently it can happen. Dwight's a great we'll guy. We'll have to quiz him about that. He's a great guy. You're gonna. Oh yeah, he is super nice guy. Extremely energetic. Yeah, he's a great representative for Nokta. I tell Dilek all the time. I said he's gold. I mean, he's on all the time. He's friendly. He's helpful. He's the kind of guy that any company would want as a representative. Uh, So they got a real gem with him. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a very good fit for Nokta, I believe, and. who knows? I mean, if if he's going to be out there for detecting the Heartland, maybe I'll have to have him open the show when we do the live remote. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> that could be something different. Yeah, <laughs> I'll double check, but I'm 93.6% sure Dwight's coming out. I, I thought he sent us an, uh, a text that he was going to be out there. He might have. I remember my, my brain is like melting away. So I. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm retired now, so I only have a, a fraction to remember what you have to. So. Yeah. And you didn't have much to begin with. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I am re, re, ready for the uh, old folks home. <laughs> 
<laughs> we keep well, Daga active by dragging him out to all these events and metal detected every weekend and yeah. getting on these crazy TV shows. Keeps him keeps him going. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of course, I guess uh that that I guess that brings us to the point of, you know, what I I know I encouraged people to watch the impromptu go live, go back and watch it because we had to link up on the Beyond Sight and Sound page, the Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound group, my timeline, we talked about it on the show. Told them to go back and watch it and everything, but for those who may have missed it or maybe something didn't get included, what were your guys' reactions when you found out, you know, hey, we're it actually happened. We're on Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if I should be happy <laughs> or mad or what. Oh, it was well, a ton of fun. Um, yeah. They attacked Doug the most, so I kind of got off easy. But... um it was just flattering, Josh. I mean, you know, to get on something mainstream like uh, on on television is just, uh, you know, it was an honor. And I thought it was great. As soon as they approached me with it, I, you know, I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. Hit me with your best shot, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and it was great because even though they kind of made fun of us, I think that the creator of the show, his name is Mike Judge. He's also made King of the Hill. I think he must be a fan because right from the beginning of the episode, like they didn't say, look at these two guys or look at these uh, idiots. Like they call us by our names. They said, oh, there's Doug. Look, you know, so that guy must watch the show. Um, he might never admit it, but that guy was a fan at some level. So I was honored that they even put us on. What were your thoughts on it, Doug? Uh, I I felt the same way. Uh, once Kathy talked me off the ledge, um, <laughs> I came to realize <laughs> this was uh, an honor, absolutely an honor. Um, when when you asked uh, when when Mike Judge or the production company sent us the waivers that we had to sign, I mean, I think I was the first one to to sign up for it because that kind of nonsense is what I've been living all my life. You know, why would I turn that down? You know, <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was actually looking forward to it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, we didn't know what they were going to do. I just gave them the rights to, they wanted one specific video. I had no idea what they were going to do, how they were going to cut it up, what they were going to say. So, you know, I didn't know if they were going to, I didn't know if it was going to be a 30, you know, a two second clip or what it was going to be. And it turned out we were like, like yeah, almost you guys were in like a third episode. of the episode. Yeah, we were a third of the whole episode. It just kept going yeah. and going and going. And even me, who's, who was in there, I was like, wow, guys, you're really dragging this out. Like, well, we're so long. <laughs> yeah. What is the point? Yeah. Like, where are we going with this? <laughs> How they pull- how they plopped us in to this uh to the whole thing w- was strange to me I, it's almost like the editing department put it in at the wrong spot but hey it, it was still flattering the fact that we were on there yeah and uh, I, and i don't even know i'm not even sure who beavis and butthead like who their target demographic is like i don't know if they're trying to get kids to watch 
or if they're trying to get people our age that followed Beavis and Butthead <laughs> 30 years ago when they first came on. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, because they've been, they've been like teenagers for 30 years. Yeah, that's like yeah, they've, yeah. Never, they've, never, they've never aged. That's one of the beauty of being a cartoon, Josh, is you stay, you stay young forever. Apparently, you're immortalized. I mean, and when when I when when I heard that you were going to do the impromptu go live and talk a little bit about yours and Doug's reactions to it and show a little bit of the episode and things like that, I was like, I don't know which surprises me more: the fact that they're going to be on there. Or the fact that they're going to tell everybody that they're going to be on there. <laughs> or the fact that Beavis and Butthead are still around. Well, they yeah. just came back. Yeah. That, that was, that, what was really cool about it too, Josh, is, you know, after having a, I don't know how long their hiatus was. I don't really watch the show, but they just came back on the air after who knows how many years. Mm. And we were in their very first episode. Like you would think, if you're going to bring something back as a series or even a new series, you're going to put your best episode first <laughs> to try to grab people's attention. So we, we were the best they had, Doug. You know, we were, oh, the, you know, it only scary. goes downhill from episode one with any show. It only yeah, goes so, downhill. So were yeah. you kind of going, really? You can't think of anything better or, or better yet. Yeah. Were you kind of like, Really? This is the video you want to use? Can't you use one of these other videos where we find something amazing? Well, I knew they weren't yeah. going to care what we found. I knew that they were probably going to make fun of us because, you know, in a teenager cartoon's eyes, what we do is dorky. So I figured yeah. it was going to go that route. And if we found something amazing, they weren't going to be like, wow, like they were going to try to tear us down a little bit you know <laughs> so i was prepared for that i will say that i thought the writing was weak because i didn't think they really got any good zingers in on us like i thought it was very mild we get so, we get hit with worse things in the comments every week than they did <laughs> and they have professional writers you know what i mean yeah so, it didn't make me lose a step. You know, I was not in the slightest insulted or taken back or anything. So you two were kind of watching it and maybe a little dismayed at the end going, really? That was all they had? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, they got a team of professional writers. I was waiting for like some real zingers, you know? Right, going, we could have uh, come up with better jokes. And I think we do. I think we do have better <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll put it this way, Josh. If we if we were put in the same room and told to match wits with them, they were half prepared. <laughs> Good. It's not even a challenge. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was still I, a lot I, of fun. I mean, to to make the cartoon was great. Um, yeah. And right now it's only on like some paid. Uh, weird, like channel app that you have to subscribe to. Param Param Paramount. Paramount Plus well, see, and that's what amazed me because I I had saw the clips that you and Doug had shared in the in the go live the the live stream, mm -hmm. and I'm going, hmm, Paramount Plus. That sounds like some sort of paid thing. Well, 
Eh, whatever. I guess I saw the important part of the episode anyway, so it's no well, big deal. Well, that's why I did the live stream, <laughs> so, so I could show it to people, assuming who the heck has Paramount Plus. Right. So yeah. and then that's why just, I played it on the live stream. Just as a fluke, because we don't have cable, we just we stream, and I happen to have Roku on, which I, I don't have a subscription service with them or anything, and Beavis and Butthead showed up, and I'm like, Huh. Well, I guess I'll hit play on that and see what that's all about. You know, now that they're apparently back, I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. And it played some short little episode that I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to. And then all of a sudden, it starts in with the next episode. And I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds kind of familiar. And I look over and sure enough, about that time they're jumping to the quarter hoarder video and i'm like oh my god this is just <laughs> this is too strange because yeah. i was just talking about this on the show i just saw the the live stream the other night and now here i am i get to see the whole episode and i sat down i watched the whole episode and i'm going wow he was right. They they were in about a third of the episode. And, uh, <laughs> I really, going and going. yeah, it um, was more than I would have expected. Yeah, 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 and and then I'm sitting there and I'm going, huh? So out of like fifteen minutes, they were in it for probably about five, and I had already seen that five the other night, so. Yeah, there's 15 minutes of my life I can't get back. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for a Hollywood director to call and tell me he wants me in a movie. I'm uh, trying to get in the Flintstones, Josh, because I always had a crush on Wilma. Ah, well, see now yeah. when when you know maybe you get an IMDb and your star on Hollywood and. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. Doug will be in like some new revision of the Dogmen or something. <laughs> yeah. I want to get us on. Uh, I want to get us on metal detecting Family Feud because we have a big group. We could fill up a whole family and go up against like uh, bottle diggers or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, the quarter hoarder crew against the Hoover boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever. I think yeah. funny. Yeah, so, there you go. Or or quarter hoarder and friends against the <clears throat> Nocta Nomads. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so yeah, the it went on the Paramount Plus, which nobody has. But in about a month, all the episodes go over to Comedy Central, which is a much more mainstream channel. Oh, so yeah, then we'll, be, we'll we'll be on there. And then likely get a lot of views there. We'll get a lot more on there. And then when the DVD comes out of the season, we'll be on there. We'll be on episode one. And we might even have extras in the DVDs. I don't know what it's going to be yet. So right. it's kind of like it's going to keep regurgitating, you know, over the next year as it goes to different platforms. And I don't know. Uh, regurgitating is the proper word. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you guys noticed or maybe they wouldn't have even done this, but was there like any mention of your YouTube channel in the credits or anything? Well, yeah, when 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 it first when they first start watching my video, it says uh, your quarter opening. hoarder up at the top, and it has and it says quarter hoarder YouTube, and they play my intro, which has my name on there, 
And then I don't know if we were in the credits at the end of the episode. I didn't I, watch the I credits looked, yet. Okay. I looked, but uh, I couldn't. Now, maybe you can slow it down. But yeah, they, go normal, so they do go fast. It does. At yeah. their normal speed, I couldn't pick it out. So, and I, I have no, um, I have no hope or care if I pick up subscribers from this because, like I said, the demographic might be totally different, and um, I don't like picking up subscribers just to say I have more subscribers. It, I, I like people to actually watch, so I don't want mm-hmm. a, a plethora of people coming in subscribing, but then they never watch again. That doesn't do any good. Yeah, so that defeats might, the purpose. Yeah, I like to, I like it to be, you know, have that ratio where you get a, a high percentage of your subscribers that watch. So I don't know if I'm going to really benefit from this long term. I just think it's cool because, yeah. you know, you get a very few amount of metal detecting people, especially on YouTube that get on any show. And if you do, it's usually like a treasure hunting show, a gold searching show, something like that. But this is so off the beaten path. I really thought it was like, like an honor to go more mainstream and be on something that has nothing to do with the hobby because there's going to be people out there that watch it. And even though they make fun of us, they're going to be like, Oh, wow. I always wanted to do metal detecting. Let me give it a shot. You know? And so I still think it, it, there's a benefit to the hobby, even though they tried to make it seem like it was silly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's still exposure and just think maybe. Showing up on that episode, I mean, who knows of the people that it may inspire to get into the hobby. Like, you guys may have just been responsible for getting four more people in the hobby. Maybe, maybe three. Yeah, you never know. You know, or or it could have been the the six new subscribers you got from being on there. It could have been those six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool regardless. If nothing else ever comes of it, at least it's a little feather in your cap to say, wow. Exactly. You know, we we yeah. were on a major uh, television cartoon. Well, and yeah. and I got to say, too, like I said earlier, and, and you even said, you know, look at how many YouTube channels are out there and look at how many mm-hmm. of those are metal detecting oriented. <clears throat> and out of all of those, they chose that video. Yeah, I, I looked up the demographics because I was really curious about that. There is, um, I think there was 10.9 billion with a B YouTube videos that are up on the channel right now. And metal detecting alone, there was 38,000 metal detecting channels worldwide. And I think there was like 18, 17 or 18,000 just in America. So, you know, to get to to get that special, you know, Willy Wonka golden ticket, well, I guess that was an honor. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was kind of a needle in a haystack, so to speak. And yeah, out of anybody they could have chosen, uh, you guys just took it so well. <clears throat> well, it was it was fun. <clears throat> like, what, what, yeah. what, what's the alternative? Life is too short to be angry. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. I thought I thought it was yeah. funny. It was. Well, I must open a class action lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, we this just fits our overall demeanor. Uh, the so when, when they demeanor. 
when they contacted you, by the time that this actually came to fruition, you guys had probably long ago forgotten about it or even gave up hope <clears throat> seeing it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you know, having a YouTube channel, I probably get maybe a half a dozen or so emails a year from people that are supposedly doing a TV show or doing this or doing that. And, right. I, you know, I'll entertain them, but I never really, you know, put it in my back pocket. And I've done right. somewhere. I've had to do Zoom calls with like directors and do readings and all this. And oh, yeah, nothing ever comes of it. And I don't even assume they will. So this Beavis and Butthead thing, they first contacted me like a year ago. And at first I thought it was like spam. And then I had to look into the company that I got the email from and I realized they were legit. So I finally got back to them and they told me what they wanted to do. And I said, sure, you know, go ahead. Right. Had, Just the anything? production company name makes you think it's uh Yeah, the, the name prank. sounded weird. The, the, yeah, the name was called Titmouse, which turns out that's actually it's, it's named a after bird. a bird. There's a bird yeah. who who Tim Saylor, I'm sure, would know. He's a big bird enthusiast. He's probably got a picture of it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know. I, I just thought it was a funny, you what? know, name. <clears throat> but um Yes, they contacted me like a year ago, asked me would I be interested, and I just kind of was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Then like maybe three, four months go by, and then I'll get an email again. All right, we're going to use it. We need uh, these non-disclosures. Mm -hmm. So I sent it out to the guys, emailed them back, then heard nothing again for like four months. Then I'll get an email again. All right, uh, everything is good to go. You know, something generic. Okay, that's great. Don't hear anything for three, four, five months. And I didn't even know for sure that we made it. I didn't know when it was going to air, if we were going to air anything. And apparently the day it aired, I didn't even realize it. Some some of the, the people that watch my show started emailing me because my phone was like freaking out at like five in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Apparently the show went live at midnight in California, which is 3 a.m. our time. And I guess people were excited and watched it. And when they recognized me, I got started getting these emails. So I found out that it even existed from the people that know who I was, you know, just from people that watch my channel. And then I had to real quick sign up to Paramount Plus because like everyone else, I didn't even know what the heck that was. <laughs> um, so I signed up real quick and, uh, and I watched it, and I texted Doug at like six in the morning. I'm like, Doug, we're on. <laughs> I'm wondering uh, what the heck happened. Yeah, like you don't. You know. So I mean, I had no idea, and that's why I did the impromptu live stream because um, I figured if I didn't even know, no one else was going to know. I didn't have time to normally. I would I would pre-record things and make it funny and all that, but it happened so fast. I said, Doug, let's right. just do a live show, which I don't do very many of, Doug, uh, Josh, maybe one a year, every two right. years. So we did an impromptu live. I figure most people don't have that network. So I, I played it in the background while Doug and I were there. Um, that way they could watch the episode and see our reaction to try to make it genuine. And uh, yeah, it was cool. And then a day or two later, they put it on YouTube for free. So and I was like, Dawn, I just bought this stupid subscription, which I canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, then it was on YouTube and it did really well. It had like <clears throat> they've taken it down, 
taking it off of YouTube. Yeah. Well, they, they oh, made wow. it private, so you can't see it. But it was up for like five days. It had 1.2 million views. Uh, but then they took it down, I guess, because they're affiliated with a paid network. I guess they figured we can't give it away forever. They were just trying to drum yeah. up, you know, you know, some publicity. Right. Yeah. So, Generate activity. But yeah, they took it down. So now, you know, if you wanted to see it, you'd have to, you know, sign up for that Paramount Plus, wait a month for Comedy Central, or somehow you saw it on Roku. Maybe it's on there. I really don't know. Yeah. Right. It, it was something else, definitely. <clears throat> but hey, you you roll with the punches. I mean, I had even mentioned on on the show here the night you did the live stream that you you don't put yourself on social media and be there for as long as any of us have without you know, letting it roll off the back and having a thick skin. And like you said, you know, you get worse in the comments. Yeah, we get, and I, and I actually knock on wood, my comments have, are been very, very nothing but nice things for probably the last couple of years. And I think the reason might be, you know, during the course of every video, we all make fun of ourselves. And, and, you know, so when you're making fun of yourself, I wear like these goofy, gaudy, big purple glasses and, you know, I don't care, Josh. So, but when you make fun of yourself, it diffuses people because what are they going to say that I'm not already saying about Doug or he's already saying to me? So yeah. I think a lot of people just figure, you know, why am I going to bother? Right. Um, you've, you've beat them to the punch. Yeah, you beat them to the punch. And so that, that probably helps too, because if someone does leave a bad comment, um, I don't take it down. I don't delete it. I leave it up there because um, I, uh, I, don't, I usually don't respond to them. I'll just ignore them because my thought in life, Josh, is there's nothing worse than just being ignored. And if I delete it, then they know it got to me. Yeah, so I exactly. Just, I just you... ignore it. And that's my best advice to anybody on social media, Facebook, Instagram. You get someone in there causing a ruckus. And if you start fighting back, they just drag you down that rabbit hole of hate and anxiety. Just yep. ignore them. Because that's other, the, otherwise that's the you give them exactly do. what they want. What they want that's, is that's that reaction. That's all they want. All they want. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, being ignored is the best thing you can do. And usually they'll go away because who wants to be ignored? That sucks. <laughs> they'll go find someone else. Right, yeah. Well, I'm not getting any attention here. I'll go somewhere else and see if I can get them fired up. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Well, either way, it was still <laughs> it was it was definitely interesting and and I think that you two probably have the the uh in in terms of how many detectorists can say, "Hey, you know, we've been on Beavers and Butthead." I, I think it's probably <laughs> just you guys. <clears throat> I think it's us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's I'm going to walk around advertising that. But right. At the same point, I'm not. I'm not ashamed either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Shame me that fact. One of the uh, one of the in the comments, someone nicknamed Doug and I. I think it was Jeevis and Doughead, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had more time to think about the live stream because we did it so last minute. I would have filmed it with Doug and I 
sitting on a little couch just like they do, watching them sitting on the couch making fun of us. That would have been kind of funny. That you know? would have been, yeah. But you know, right. so you need time to think of things like that. Well, and like you said, this was impromptu, so you're throwing this together at the last minute, and you got to roll with what you can. Yeah, yeah, and going live is tricky. Uh, I don't do it very often, it is. so I forget how the software works. You have so many things to worry about—the lighting, the sound, the you know—if you're buffering, all that stuff. You got to interact with the chat. You got to do everything. Uh, the people that do that on a regular basis, I give them a lot of credit because. The way I do the videos when I can film it and then I have, you know, a week to edit it and I can pick it apart and make it look semi-professional. The people that go live, it is so difficult because so many things can go wrong and often it's only you that has to deal with it while still trying to be live on the show. Very right. stressful. Very stressful. Yep. See, that's why I like the podcast aspect of it, because I don't have to worry about the video and the lighting or anything like that. I just have to worry about the audio. That's true. And audio, even in the videos, the, the audio of a YouTube video is, I think, more important than the video Very. itself is. So I spend more money on microphones than I do on camera gear because oh, yeah. you can... Yeah. You can hide video with B-roll and photos and stuff like that, but if the audio is bad or if there's whipping, howling, wind noise, or people will just leave because that yep. – and there's nothing you can do once it's recorded like that. That's it. Yeah, um, exactly, other than try to voice over or something like that. You can try, but when there's five people, it's hard to do a voiceover because if I bring the camera up at Doug and Doug's lips aren't moving, but you hear Doug talking – it looks funny. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe he's a master ventriloquist. He's a master yeah. something. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure that some people are just dying to know because I mean you you and Doug have have been in the videos for. Oh, good grief. I can't even remember how long before all the other people started coming in, basically. How well, we're did... going on six years together. Wow. Yeah, yeah Doug's been with me for six years, and That's... I think I was doing the videos for probably a good three two, years, maybe years? four years. I don't even know, before yeah. Doug. That's saying so... something. That's longer than my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it wasn't very long at all, though. <laughs> So, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy it. It's a, it's a ton of work. It's, it's, uh, it's very time consuming, but if you love what you're doing, like your show, you love what you're doing. You don't mind the work because right. you're, you know, you, you're enjoying it. So, you know, when I go out with Doug, we, we film the video for the whole day. And then I'll edit that for no lie, like maybe somewhere between 12 and 20 hours. And you'd never know it, but I like it to look crisp and clean. I want everything in focus. I want the audio. So I'm very meticulous about it. Um, and that took forever to learn how to do that. When I first started this channel, I had no idea how to do any of that stuff. Um, and, and I, and, and I left my early videos up just so people, if they go back, 
can see how the quality progressed. Because well, and, and you can see the point. evolution of it too. Sure. Uh, you know, every week I would try to learn one new thing because these video editing software packages are oh, immense. There's yeah. so many things. I mean, you know, the one I use is so robust, like Hollywood directors use it. You know, it, it really can do anything. And I'm not at that level. I'm just saying the software has all that ability. So to try to learn enough to make a watchable metal detecting video took years. Um, right. So it, it's a process. You got it. If people go into it, I always they think YouTubers like are rich. And I say, dude, if you're going into it because you think you're going to make money, you know, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Do it because you love it. Do it because right. it's fun. Do it because you want to share your hobby with the world. If you have no expectations, it's a fun ride. You're going to meet people every Almost everyone in my life right now, Josh, friends, acquaintances, everything, have all been through this metal detecting channel because I'm so involved in it that that's all I really think about. So all my friends are through that channel because those are the people I hang out with. I met Doug through the channel, everyone I detect with through the channel, everyone, Dealick, all the events I go to. You know, a, a huge part of my life is through that channel. But it's all done out of love. I just love doing it. I love talking to people about it. I love mingling. I love hearing the stories. I love seeing people's faces when they find something new or exciting to them. It's just an amazing, <coughs> fun ride. Right. You've never told me love me. Well, I don't. I just tolerate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now, but, Doug is great. When you dug in, elevated the channel in my opinion to a different level made it a whole different fun dynamic so he's a huge part of the show if, if there's weeks where doug can't be there i'm kind of disappointed editing it because he adds an extra level of fun to the whole thing right so how did you two actually meet up then and i mean was was I don't know. Was Doug stalking you or something? Or I'll let Doug tell the story so he can get some talking time in. I talk a lot. There you go. Okay, that's okay. Um, All right. You know, when I first got back into metal detecting, I was metal detecting back in the seventies and got away from it. uh, So, how many years of detecting experience do you have? Well, I like I was saying, I, I. I go back to about 74. I started with the picture M scope. Wow. And, you know, I did what everyone else does. You started in the uh, playgrounds and ball fields and, you know, anywhere public that you're allowed to, to detect. And you, you know, you get pocket change and every now and then you find a silver coin and you're all excited. But, you know, I kind of, put that to rest for a while when I got hardcore in the deep sea fishing. Ah. We're right here on the Atlantic coast and I'd go out to, throughout the year. Didn't matter how cold it was or how wet it was. Um, I'd find a way to get out and tuna fish or flounder fish or weak fish, black fish, you name the fish and I fished for it. Well, then the regulations after 25 years, regulations got to be so uh, hard on fishermen 
And of course, the weather has changed dramatically where the boat won't even leave the dock because the weather's always bad. So I got discouraged and I said, all right, I'm going to go back into metal detecting. So uh, I started going on YouTube and watching these channels. And my favorite channel was Plugmaster Ford, the Hoover Boys, Jason. And, uh, you know, every week I'd watch them religiously. Well, one day I'm watching Jason's video and he's out in the woods like he typically was. And I'm watching him dig. And I'm thinking to myself, I know that dirt. I, I lived in that kind of dirt for years. And it turns out, you know, he's close by. So I started stalking him. <laughs> and finally, finally realized, you know, through his videos, he said you can reach him uh, at uh, quarterhorder at yahoo.com. So I. Got I still have a Yahoo email address, Josh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <clears throat> That's as old as Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it wasn't an AOL account. But, I'm so surprised finally, Doug knows it, what an AOL account is. Well, I helped invent it. Um, <laughs> so I, I finally made contact and, and we uh, messaged back and forth. I guess it was on Facebook, wasn't it, Jay? Um, I don't remember. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was. And I kept telling him, look, I can get us on good spots, this and that and the other. And I think to appease me and just to get rid of me, he decided, okay, we'll meet up somewhere in public since, you know, he didn't know if I was, you know, uh, a crazy person. Right. Were, were you thinking he was some sort of homeless person on crack or something? And <clears throat> Well, at the time when he contacted me, I only went by myself. So, you know, when a stranger, entirely, at least at that point in my life. entirely true, Jay. Well, I, I went with Kyle a little bit. Um, a little bit. A little bit but, yeah. but, but I knew him. So, you know, Doug was yeah. a stranger. And even though he was being nice... You know, at that point early on, you know, you know, stranger danger. I'm like, who is this guy? Why does he want to go in the woods with me? Like, what? Right. What the heck? Going, if running. he shows up in a van going, would you like a piece of candy? <laughs> right. He's got like a big sharp shovel in his hand. We're going to go somewhere like, you know, so I was I was yeah. hesitant. I had a, a business and one of my customers was in an area that he was familiar with. And uh, I said, look, they're tearing this house down and they're going to build a parking lot uh, next to their store. And he said, we could go metal detect there. Well, it wasn't the greatest spot, but it was, it served the purpose. Uh, it did get us together. And we actually made a pretty decent video, if I remember correctly. Uh, I was happy that he got a few pieces of silver and we had some good interaction and things worked out. I did a, a glove commercial for him at the end. And I think uh, he felt a little more comfortable with me. Um, it was very public, kind of noisy uh, because it was a main thoroughfare. But um, uh, it, you know, got the wheels in motion. And then I started getting better and better um, 
places permissions to hunt, and then things just kind of fell into place and yeah, became the, what it is today. Yeah, the first time I met him, you know, within 20 minutes, I liked him. You know, like I, I'm, I'm a pretty good judge of people in mm-hmm. person. I'm not real good over the internet because, you know, you can, you know, you could email me for a year and tell me you're a seven foot tall black woman. I, how do I know? It's, but when <laughs> right? I see you in person, I'm a really quick read and I knew he was a nice guy. I could tell he was sincere. He was funny. So I liked him right off the bat. You know, I, I was, I was good. I figured we would, we would hang out and be friends. Didn't realize we would get this close traveling all yeah. over the country together, but. He's a great guy right from the bat. So, and he also helped me embrace uh, strangers, I guess we'll say, because, you know, once he came on board, then a lot of people that would email me, I was, I was more apt to go meet them. And that's how receptive to the idea. Yeah. And that's how our crew got as big as it is now. There's like, you know, eight or nine people in our group and every week it's, some sort of number from that grouping, but I met them all through the channel and they're all great, great people. There was a couple of weird ones over the years that we went out once and I was <laughs> like, uh, I don't think we're going to yeah. be doing this again, <laughs> but, but the majority of them, you know, great, great people. We're, we're a weird eclectic bunch, us metal detectorists. So when we find each other, it often works out. Well, yeah, I and, can, and I can agree I with think that. Our- personalities are just different enough where we we do have a lot of similarities but our personalities are just different enough to help us work off of each other and and bond that much better i see makes sense definitely and whose idea was it for for the the dog face the the dog tag Doug photo. Okay. Well, that, that was Doug's idea. Um, I didn't he really still like, doesn't agree with it. I didn't really <laughs> like it. I didn't really like it. His wife hated it. She tried to talk him out of it. I said, Doug, no one knows who you are under there. You're covering your whole face. But Doug, Doug was adamant. He loved it. So we set up like a whole photo shoot. I took like a million pictures so I'd have a bunch to go with. Uh, I had to Photoshop a few together to make the one it came out with. I also had to Photoshop extra dog tags on his chain because at the time he only had about maybe 25, which sounds like a lot. But in the photo, they all hang just in the front. And I wanted that necklace to be filled out like Mr. T. So I Photoshopped like four times as many. Um <laughs> And when it was all done, I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. I'm going to send it to him and he's going to see. And I sent it to him and he was like, I love it. I'm putting it on a shirt. I'm putting it. I was like, what? It backfired. Yeah, I mean, the, the shirt is cool. Josh, Josh, you got to keep in mind. Forget about what he says. He doesn't know anything. I don't. Uh, he's true. The, it's not just the dog face. Now, a lot of a lot of what permissions we get, not just from me, but others in the group. Charlie, he comes up with a lot of great permissions. Uh, Lynn and, and Rich. Um, the idea is to try to find colonial, uh, 
properties that will allow us to find the colonial and pre-colonial items that we find. So, right. I mean, we I all want to find up. as old a stuff as possible. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So my thought was, what does a dog do? He sniffs. Okay, he sniffs. So I put the dog face on, and the, the catchphrase at the bottom is sniffing out old dirt. Now, right. that kind of epitomizes what we like to do. Now, we'll go into a modern place if we think that there might be something unique, but our forte, our specialty, if you could say that, is the old colonial type property. So Absolutely. I think that whole that whole thing would, would work. And despite the uh, negative... <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, now I'm used to it. I'm used to it now. But when it first came out, like I thought, you know, you're you're hiding your face behind a mask. It could be anybody under there. I did. I guess I didn't get it. Well, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I I have ideas for the other characters as well, but he won't let me do them. Now the Especially... Jane Fonda uh, name I gave him. <laughs> he wanted to get a picture, Josh, <clears throat> of him. In like spe- speedos and like leg warmers, doing like a funny Jane Fonda workout pose, and I oh said, my. "Absolutely not! Abs- people are going to never watch us again." <laughs> right? You're you going. Think- the whole point of the channel is to get them to come back. <clears throat> yeah, some of Doug's ideas for the channel, I have to squash. I I, I try to convince him that look, it's. It's my reputation. Let me be the buffoon, and you be the straight man that that feeds the buffoon, and we'll make it work. We'll get kicked out of every permission if you're wearing that outfit. And and Jason's going. Look, I I worked. I went with the dog tag <laughs> Doug idea, but I got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the sand. Yep. Yeah, there is no chance I was having any parts of that Jane Fonda photo shoot. We, and and I had a real good one for Mexican Doug, but he poo pooed that as well. So. <clears throat> wow. yeah, that was his first nickname, Mexican Doug, because he uh, real early on he found a silver ring and it was stamped Mexico silver inside. So I called him Mexican Doug and it just kind of stuck. Um, yeah. So a lot of people think when I call him Mexican Doug, it's like a disparaging uh, nickname. No. But it's just because that was the first notable thing he found when we were together. Right. Ah, and then I, I see. Really, and then I really started finding the dog tags. So it became dog tag Doug. Yeah, he finds, and I don't mean dog tags like military ones. I mean like an animal dog tag. Right. He yeah, finds like them dog licenses, every... rabies vaccinations. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. finds them everywhere we go. I mean, we went up to New York. He found one. We went down to Arizona. He found like, everywhere we go. He finds everywhere dog tags. Yeah, I don't know how. Like he's got like a like a like a dog tag mode on his machine. Tag. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's nice, it's nice Josh. People send me dog tags now. It's it's kind of like. Um, uh, just a real nice thought that people would think of me and send me one of their finds that has, and I, so I'm getting them from all over the country. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he's got a heck, heck of a collection. 
Oh yeah, they there there is a large collector base out there for that sort of thing. Yes, I, I was shocked. Now, um, I my oldest is eighteen ninety nine, uh, but I did nice. some research and and found out that they're they go back to the seventeen hundreds. Believe it or not, in some so, places, um, yeah, especially in this area. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of um, hoping I stumble across one of the 1700 calibers so oh yeah, yeah I, absolutely even the 1899 is impressive because uh they're hard to find those real old ones a lot they of are register their dogs and i think my oldest might be from the 19 teens um so <laughs> they're they're hard to find and as goofy as I it might they, sound it, yeah they're a real badge of honor for us when we find an old dog tag yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I mean, hate, you're but, doing good if you can find them back to the teens or 20s, but to get one pre-1900, good job. Um, I, I'm, I hate when the uh, homeowners or property owners marry their dogs with the dog tag on. Right, Jay? Yeah, oh! Doug dug up a couple um, dogs in, in our history, and we always... When we arrive at the house Saturday morning, we have a spiel that we do, and we always ask, did you ever bury any pets anywhere so we don't dig them up? And we asked this couple, and they said, no, we never buried any pets. So in the backyard, Doug Doug digs up this dog tag. And so he calls me over, and I'm filming it. And he goes, oh, there's another signal in the hole. And he digs down, and he pulls up this, this wooden plaque that uh, a piece of wood that has a little metal plaque of the dog's name. And he's like, Oh, there's more down here. And he pulls up this bag and in the bag, it looked like it was filled with like gold flakes to me. And I was like, Whoa, Doug, it's treasure. And we realized it was a, it was a dog that was incinerated, you know, like not incinerated. What's the word, Doug? Cremated. Cremated. Thank you. Cremated. And I was like, Oh crap. And as he's holding the bag up, the wife walks around the corner uh, and I'm like, oh. oh no! So I go over and I'm like, "Look, I'm really sorry. We dug up this dog, and it had the date when he died on it. It was only like eight years prior, and I knew they'd lived there like thirty years, so I knew it was theirs." I said, yeah. I, I, "We dug well, up your dog." That was that was my husband's dog, Barry. Quick, yeah, she goes, Barry. "Oh, quick, quick, bury it again. That's my husband. He'll be so upset." So we real we quick have, like, buried it. Every- yeah. And, uh, and this couple knew about my YouTube channel. So even though it was kind of funny, not funny, but like it would you have been an interesting clip. I couldn't put that in because I didn't want the husband to watch the video and see it. So right. it's yeah. been omitted. Kind of an awkward situation. Yeah. I didn't want him to know. Um, so that was terrible. <laughs> and, not only, and to add insult to injury, he had a uh, dog uh, fence. Electric dog fence. We uh-huh. must have chopped it. <laughs> no, don't say we. It was you and Matt. Doug, <laughs> Doug, Doug accident. And when we got there, you know, we had, that was part of our spiel. He goes, "Yeah, I have a dog fence." And through experience, people bury those electric dog fences incredibly shallow, an inch down. Yeah. So yeah. he actually walked the entire circumference of this massive yard with us, showing us where he thinks. Where, uh, it was. So Doug dig, digging a hole, chops the thing in half, 
We tell the guy, uh, he was real nice about it. Oh, no big deal. I'll have my my guy come out and fix it. So, I, you know, we feel terrible. A few hours later, Doug cuts it in another spot. <laughs> and then a few hours later, my buddy Matt, who's with us, cuts it in a third spot. So oh, at man. that point, we were like, look, we'll come over. Uh, we'll help you fix it. And the guy was like, no, it's okay. Just leave those holes open. I'll take care of it. Yeah. It was, it those, was, it was those horrible. People who thought it, they could not have been nicer. And You're going, whatever you do, dog. Doug, don't tell him you dug up his dog. Yeah, oh like it just God. kept getting worse and worse. But at the end of the day, they wanted a big group photo with us, and I put it on my Facebook. They made us lunch. I mean, it, the people we meet doing all these houses are just the nicest people. I mean, people have invited us in their homes, given us tours. One house, we showed up in the morning. They made a full breakfast spread for breakfast. us. It's amazing the the people that you'll meet i'm facebook friends with so many uh people that we've met just from knocking on their door or whatever um it, it's incredible it's such an extra side note i slowly start incorporating that into the videos because very often they'll give us tours inside of these amazing old homes you know 1600s early 1700s and they'd often bring us in, but I didn't know if the audience would want to see that or if the homeowners would feel intrusive if I'm recording inside. But more and more say, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So I'm trying to slowly incorporate that because I find it fascinating when you well, walk yeah, in and absolutely. see like this beautiful walk-in fireplace that, you know, 300 years ago they cooked their meals in and it's still beautiful and it's been repointed and it's still working and, I love like secret passageways and a lot of these old houses have old underground railroad tunnels. that will go from the basement and then you'll pop out in the backyard. Yep. It's fascinating. So I try to record all that stuff too. And I'm going to try to put more and more of that in because it just goes along with the experience of what metal detecting can be. If you choose to do it in the way we do it. Yeah, I would. I mean, that, I think it would be a great addition to the videos because people have an interest in that. They like to see that sort of stuff. And let's face it, whether we're out there trying to find it for ourselves or whether we're watching someone else's YouTube video, we all like to see the history. Yeah. And a lot of the places we go to, you know, people think it's really hard to get permissions. But if you live in a house that's built in 1740, you know, you chose to live there. You must love the history of it, the age of it, that lifestyle. So those people are very inclined to want to know what might be under the ground there. They're intrigued instantly because they choose to live there. They could live in a brand new house with central air and all the amenities, but they choose to live in these these old homes. So they're going to be interested in the stuff from that period. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It definitely does. And it would be interesting to see more of that worked in, I do believe. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to. Yeah, I enjoy it. I don't know if the audience is enjoying it, so I'm slowly putting it in to get them used to it. And eventually right. I might have whole videos of, you know, uh, of the inside tours because some of these places are just amazing that they're, not only still standing and livable, but 
such interesting architecture and things that you just don't see anymore. Right, exactly. Well, I think it would be neat. And, and at you least live in a unique part of the country where we have the beginnings of this country um, home still standing. And, you know, unfortunately, right. people on the other side of the country don't get to see that that frequently. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I mean, really, you guys are very fortunate to be able to hunt in the areas that you do. Oh, yeah, we, we feel very fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, and I guess if I came into the hobby and lived, uh, I don't know, in Nebraska, I would just embrace the things I find there. I mean, I might be jealous of the East Coast people, but hey, the East Coast people are jealous of the people in England. And maybe the people in England are jealous of the people in, um, you know, Iran that has even all this, like, there's never the perfect place. Make the best of the place you're in and enjoy where yeah. you find them. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you can, you know, you can travel to these different places and you can hunt and you can bring those items back with you and, and all of that. But sometimes it, 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 there's just nothing like being able to get back to your own kind of stomping grounds, digging local history. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. sure if you could go to Iran and to dig and take things home. I think they'll shoot you dead. Uh, yeah, that that's a good possibility. That that could get you in some hot water. Stay in the good old USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't want to don't want to get anybody way, in trouble. Is, Mar is Marcy Meyer on the uh, podcast tonight? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been following the chat. I've just been enjoying ours. <laughs> oh, well, it, she posted on my group page today. Uh, she found two Indian head pennies and they were both in really, really nice condition. Um, and she's excited and I'm excited for her because I know when I found my first Indian head pennies, how <clears> excited I am. Even now, when I find yeah. them, it might be might be one of those rare date Indian heads. So and I'll tell you what, Doug. I saw that photo on your Facebook page about a half an hour before the show, and for being the first two Indians she ever found, I want to ask her what her method was for cleaning them because they looked like they came they, out of her pocket. Yeah, I mean they were flawless. I mean. I, I've never been able to clean a coin that good. That, it, it looks like she got them out of a coin star machine. It was amazing. Whatever she's doing, I would love to yep. pick her brain. Wow. Yeah. And Marcy is in that part of the country. As a matter of fact, we met her last year at the event. So She made, um, she made oh. us those custom uh, Noke de Macro rain covers, too, covers. Doug, didn't she? Yeah, oh, for right. our machines. Yeah. Each each one so she made with our names uh, on the actual cover. Like I don't even know how she did it. She's really talented, but they were personalized ones for each of us. They were beautiful. Oh, yeah. now that is cool, definitely. And I yeah. I still I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. As far as you know, tutorial videos on machines. Your video, your walkthrough on the legend ha has been by far one of the best tutorials I've seen on a machine. You know, it's funny, Josh. 
Um, <laughs> I got, of course, I got Doug a legend, uh, and he's been using it for eight or nine months now, whatever it's been. And he'll come up to me and say like, oh, Jay, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I'll say, go watch the video, Doug. Doug has never watched the video ever. <laughs> he said he tried to watch it, and within 30 seconds, he's bored. Okay. And I said, Doug, it's not, it's not a, a Mark Twain novel. It's for you to learn the machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, refuses, he refuses to watch it. He didn't have me in the video. That's why I won't watch it. You didn't. Uh, you didn't have the machine at the time. Okay. So, but thank <laughs> you, Josh. I I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I um I wanted to put something out because um I don't know. I got the machine early from Dealic. I really thought it was great. I really loved the price point when you compare it to other machines that can do what it does. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, For its price point and its features and performance, I mean, you can't beat your bang for your buck. Oh, it's great. I loved it. And I know a lot of people get intimidated when a machine has all these features and buttons and stuff. And I thought, well, I'm going to put this out to show them that it's not as scary as it, as it seems. And what I love about those kind of videos because they're not fun to make you know obviously no not at all and that's not, you know i'm not a serious person and those are like serious videos but you know i get a lot of emails from people like oh what should you know what settings should i use what's the best settings and and i always say like look there's not a best settings because it really depends on where you are the dirt what you're looking for so many factors but if you watch the video and you know what every button does you know how it's going to work when you when you play with other buttons, then you'll have the know-how to know what to do when you come across that situation on your own, rather than me put a blanket statement out, oh, always run in this mode, always do that, always do that, because I'm setting you up to fail, because that's not going to work every place. Maybe it works in 20%, and then you know, you're getting chatter, interference, and other, you got to know what everything does and how it affects other things that way you can master your own machine. Yeah, see, as long as you know how to tailor that machine and its settings to suit your particular environment at that point in time, you're going to be much better off that way. Maybe what you should do is put it to Doug in the reference of, you've ever heard, come on, Doug, you give a man a fish or you teach him to fish. <laughs> Go watch the video. Well, I guess because I'm standing there right next to him. It's easier for him to just say, how do yeah. I do this? <laughs> so, well, uh, uh, funny, a funny anecdote. We were out in uh, Arkansas last year, and nobody was at the Nokia tent except me. And this guy comes up. He says, I just got the legend, and I know you swing the legend. You show me, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh man, am I going to get this guy?" <laughs> what did he you goes, do? What did you tell him? Uh, well, I told him, I said, "Here, just look at the settings I have it on. <laughs> look at the settings so Jason put on mine, and you copy them." <laughs> well, I didn't even drop your name. I just said, "Yeah, try these settings. They've been working really well." <laughs> So I, I know last guys, year, last year at Swing in the Summer, somebody was saying that they were having some issues with their legend or whatever, and and 
I think they had actually stopped and asked me, said, hey, can you take a look at this? And I told them, I said, you see that guy over there? Yeah, no, we get it, a lot. We get it, it from it all different Jason. machines. Yeah, and yeah. I and I certainly don't mind helping people out. My problem is I talk so much, as you know, Josh, that someone will come up to me, and then like an hour has gone by, and they've missed the next time because I'm still talking. Uh, that's my problem is I talk too much, you know. Um, so I got to work on that. I got to work on giving people shorter answers so they can go about their day. That's you that's what to... keeps the videos moving, though. Sometimes. <laughs> I, but at my detriment sometimes. At my detriment. <laughs> well, uh, the happy ending to the story was the guy went out and had a great weekend. He did. I remember. One, he found some really good stuff. He found all kinds of good stuff and won prizes. And I thought, man, it's all because I gave him that great advice. You yeah, know? you're like, <laughs> he still emails Doug for settings to this day. <laughs> right. Now you know Doug why knows. you're getting middle of the night texts about, hey, how should I set this machine up for this? Yeah. <laughs> Doug, for, Doug forgets where the on button is, and people are texting him uh -oh. for. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, sometimes you got to stop and kind of think about it. Now, wait a minute. Let's see. Which button is this again? I mean, especially <laughs> if you use multiple machines. A couple more years, he'll be having senior moments too. That's the hardest part when you own a lot of machines and you forget because, you know, everything's in a slightly different place and, you know, and then you're like bobbling through. That part's hard. If you'll come up to me with an older machine or one I haven't used in a while, you know, I look like an idiot because you don't remember. You don't remember how to get to the menus and yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah, it can be challenging like, for sure. Right now, you, you've been running the legend for quite some time. What happens if someone comes up and says, hey, can you show me how to set my AT Pro up? Yeah, well, all you got to do is turn that on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get a lot of people with Equinox questions or CTX questions. And, geez, you know how long it's been? So I try to help them, but I'm reinventing the wheel, you know. Or, or once in a while, I'll have to look up a YouTube video because I'll be like, I forget, you know, where that was. I forget how you notch that out. Like, you don't remember. Right. You, know, you don't remember. See, you should do a tutorial video for each machine like that that you've used. That way you've got your own personal reference library if someone asks. Well, actually, I do kind of do that. I, I, I don't do it with the high-end machines. I do a lot of tutorials on really cheap machines. And, uh, and I'm starting it up again now. In fact, I was working on one today. Because a lot of the people that will email me are total beginners that happen to catch the channel, don't know anything about metal detecting. and Want to put email as little get, into it as possible. Exactly. The email I get verbatim, it's always, look, my budget's $100, $125. I want, it. I want a, a detector, a pinpointer, a shovel. I got 75 bucks. You know, like those kind of things. Right. So, and I know these people are going to go out to Amazon and buy the cheapest detector they can find because they want to try it and they just don't have a budget. And I, I get it. I try to talk them into spending a little bit more, but if they don't have the money, they don't have the money. So what I do is I reach out to all these companies that sell these cheap machines on Amazon and I do a full tutorial on it, just like the legend on these cheap ones which are much faster to do because they don't have hardly any features. Right. But that way, when they people email me, I can direct them to a video that has everything they need. Or if someone goes to Amazon and they're browsing some cheap machine, 
and, they're, and they'll think like, oh, maybe I'll buy this. Let me go on YouTube and see what it looks like. My video pops up. They can watch it. They'll know exactly what to do. Uh, and, and so it kind of helps new people out because, you know, no self-respecting detectorist is putting up tutorials on these cheap Chinese $75 machines. So I thought, well, someone needs to help these newbies out. So Good I kind of tackle that thing. Good point. You've kind of found a, a niche there, I think. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's not sexy and I don't really enjoy it, but it, it helps people, you know, because I get it. If I was going to take up bowling, I'd probably go to Walmart and buy the first bowling ball I see, where if I talk to someone who's been bowling for 30 years, that guy's going to say, oh, that ball sucks. It's not going to do this. It's not going to, but you don't know. But if it's brand new right. to me, do I want to go right out and buy a $300 ball? No, I'm going to probably buy a $30 ball. I'm going to roll it down the lane and see if I like it. And then maybe then I will look into it more and, and upgrade. But most people are going to start off with the cheapest thing or close to the cheapest thing they can get to try to just get a taste of it. And yeah, see if they just like something it. to kind of give them a little bit of the experience so that they know whether or not it's something they want to pursue. Exactly. Further. And, um, so it's, it's a hard sell to get, you know, oh, maybe I'm, I'm thinking about trying it. I will buy this machine, this pinpoint or this shovel. You'll spend three, four or $500. You know, they're not going to do that. <laughs> right. Although we ran into somebody at dig stock, not this past year, but the year before just got into metal detecting and bought a Deus too. Remember oh yeah. Well, wow. Well, that guy also drove up in a, in a brand new Mercedes, Doug. So. <laughs> I don't think that guy, money didn't care for that guy. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even know how to turn the thing on. And he brought it up to me, and I was like, bro, this machine came out like Thursday. I've never even seen it. (laughs) I I can't help you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can remember years ago, we were out on a beach in Chicago hunting, and we had... We had been out there walking the beach, and one of the guys was like, hey, did you see that guy back there? He was, you know, hunting. He had a, uh, he had like this plastic hand sand scoop. He had what looked like a, you know, a cheap, like, Radio Shack detector. But he was trying. And it's like, yeah, kudos, you know, good for him. Hopefully he finds something and, and stays with the hobby. And we continued on down the beach hunting, and we're picking up the finds that we're making and all of that. And after we're done, we go to, we all kind of regroup, and we go up, and on our way off the beach, they've got this, you know, I don't know, like a lemon shake-up stand or something. And we all stop to get something to drink. And as we're walking away... Just out of the corner, the one guy, just out of the corner of his eye, he happens to catch this guy that had been on the beach earlier with this plastic scoop and all of that. And he said, he he just started laughing. He said, you should have seen the look on that guy's face when we came walking by. Because we're running, you know, a GPX 5000, two CTX 3030s, uh, a Deus, and... You know, each one of us are probably carrying $200 beach scoops. And he's like, to to look at us walk by like that, he's probably looking at us going, man, that looks like the dream team or something. Because we're, <laughs> we're carrying like 15 grand in gear. 
if he even knew that your gear was high quality, he might not even know. Right, yeah. He yeah. may have just been looking going, wow, which Harbor Freight do they shop at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Radio Shack store is near you? <laughs> right. <laughs> you just never know. But, uh, no, move. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, when we were, I forget where we were, Doug and I, it was a big seated hunt somewhere down south. I bumped into this young girl, and I don't even know what she was swinging, but her machine was like purple. So I knew it was like a cheap Chinese thing. It was like all colorful and gaudy, you know, probably a $75 machine or so. But she found, geez, she must have found like 15 of the prize tokens. She was kicking butt. So even if you have a cheap machine and there's shallow targets, you know, you're going to hear them. You're going to be able to experience the hobby. So I was really oh, happy yeah. for her. I mean, I mean, you know, she made the most of what she had and she had a heck of a day. Well, and you figure at these seated hunts, for the most part, the, the targets are shallow anyway. Yeah, you could yeah. drag a stud finder tied to your belt and you're going to find stuff. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yep. So moving on from here, here in a couple of weeks, you guys have got to get packed because you're heading to DTH. Yeah, we had yeah. such a good time last year at Come Out Swinging. I'm sorry, at uh, Swinging in the Summer. Um, when summer. Casey emailed me uh, about this one, I was excited. I I really enjoyed all the people out there. Everyone was friendly. That was one of the first trips that we have gone west. Usually all our trips are up and down the East Coast. So we yeah. went out, out west, and I thought, Doug, no one's going to know who we are. I don't know if they're going to like us or appreciate <laughs> it. But everyone was so nice to us. I had such a good time. Um, as soon as I saw the email, they were doing it again. I was like, oh, we're going. I got right on and called Dielik and said, I, I want to go back out again. So I'm so glad that he invited us. I can't wait to go back out and see a lot of the friends we made last year. Yeah. Meet new friends. The location sounds amazing. I love the history of it and all the activity at an old scout camp. I think it's going to be great. I think everyone's going to have a good time. My only hope is that the weather cooperates, but if it doesn't, we're still going to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When uh, when Chuck called me and told me, he said, well, you know, we're, we're, we're scaling down for for uh i and i this year to make room for detecting the heartland so we're letting those guys do their big hunt this year but casey's wanting to know if we can put the whole gang back together that we had at galesburg so i'm reaching out to quarter hoarder i'm reaching out to you i'm reaching out to this person and this person and yeah, absolutely. You know, count us in. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so much fun. And, and you know, when he told me about the event, the event, he said, I'm going to post it live on Facebook, like to be able to sign up. And I looked at it that night. I, I don't remember what time he posted. Let's say hypothetically, it was at like eight o'clock at night. At like 830, the entire event was sold out, like 200 yeah. tickets. Yeah, like, it sold out in believe. like 22 minutes. It was amazing. What? I can't believe that many people. So I'm so fish. You would think like Britney Spears is coming to town. Right. Well, they so, heard Doug was going to be there in that Speedo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm super looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, and you're going to be there, too. I hope I recognize you this time because you always wear those crazy costumes and like I said, last time I thought you were a homeless hobo, 
So well, let's see, see if I can pick you out this time. When when you hide behind a mic, it's easy to stay incognito at the events. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went out of your way to disguise yourself, too. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think Doug might have had the best disguise, because like I said, my wife's watching that impromptu live stream, and she's going, I like that, Doug. He seems like a really nice guy. He seems like he'd be a fun guy to meet. I'd like to meet him. And I'm like, they were sitting at the table next to us last year at Swing Into Summer. Is your wife going to the DTH hunt? Oh, yeah. Same crew, me, Tam, and Travis. Uh, good. I want to make sure I say hello. I, I, I don't yeah. know if I got a chance to speak with her much last time. Yeah, because I, uh, I told her, I said, remember, they got that group photo of, like, Jason and me and Doug and, you know, Ringy and KG there at the Nocta tent. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, I, I, there were so many people there, though. I said, well, remember, Court Hoarder came up to me right after the live remote because he it finally clicked who I was or whatever. Like they mentioned beyond sight and sound was there. And he looked over and realized we were sitting at the next table and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. But, I had no idea it was you. No idea. Yeah. And at that point she's like, no, I didn't catch that either. I must've been outside at that point. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to, we'll have to make it a point and find Doug and maybe we can get a picture of you with Doug. <laughs> Well, let her know it. I should have a sticker for, if nothing else. <laughs> hey, she go. likes stickers. Or a sign speedo. <laughs> well, you never know. Everybody wants one of those. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I may, uh, I may have to steer clear there, because I may get knocked over by Dwight trying to get to the front of the line to get that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dwight, Dwight would look much better in a Speedo. That guy, he goes to the gym all the time. He's looking good. Yeah. I got to start doing that stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah was, he is a pretty if, fit if guy. If I was his age, I'd look chiseled, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, if we, we could turn we back the too clock. Much bad eating, Doug. We, we eat in all the wrong places. Yep, yep. Well, Too much yeah. in the wrong places. Life choices. Life choices. Yep. What do you do? Uh, I just realized, though, I mean, me and time just, it does. It absolutely flies. Wow. What, what time is it? It's 9.35. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> uh, Well, but, I try to warn you. We just go on and on and on and on. Right. And... <laughs> That's a good thing, though, because obviously uh, at DTH, we're going to try to duplicate everything like we did at Swing Into Summer. So there will be a live remote from the meet and greet, providing oh, awesome. Wi-Fi supports it. And uh, as long as we can get that live remote up and going, we're going to have to get you guys on the mic and talk a little bit about what you're seeing there so that... You know, it encourages people to attend these events. Uh, last year, swing into summer, I actually had people showing up at the hunt telling me that they were listening to the archive from the night before the, the live remote on their way to the hunt. So they kind of had an idea of what to expect, and they were really kind of bummed that they missed the meet and greet. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Um. 
Yeah, I've mentioned it a few times in the, some of the videos lately uh, that we would be out there. And uh, the, the reaction I get is uh, people will say, oh, man, I tried to sign up and it's sold out. And I said, right. yeah, it was crazy. It sold out so fast. So I kind of feel bad that I'm promoting it. But anyone that sees it, it's too late already. You know, it's already yeah. sold out. Right. Yeah. It's, sorry, can't help you. I mean, they, most they, times, they, most times, you know, when you announce it, you know, the, the tickets trickle in, trickle in. And then the last week, you know, then everyone starts jumping on board. This time is the opposite where it all sold out in the beginning. And now there's like a waiting list a half a mile long. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. But I guess in a sense, we're all of us, uh, you know, KG, Ringy, you guys, whatever. It's kind of fortunate that even if we would like to try and attend some of these events, we're invited guests. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one thing too is uh but I, I enjoy it. A lot of the events we don't get much detecting time in. But right. um it's all about meeting people and um you know, that's really what you go for. If you go to the, these events and thinking it's going to be a big financial windfall, you know, again, just like, you know, setting up a YouTube channel, like you don't want to do it for that reason. You know, sure you might right. get lucky and win some prizes and all that. But go for the camaraderie, go for the fun, go for meeting people, talking shop. Sure, you're going to find some stuff, no doubt about it. But if you go in with the right attitude, you're never disappointed. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that I got such a kick out of at Swing Into Summer. I was just absolutely amazed at how many people I heard talking that they're like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm I'm just, I'm so thrilled that I actually got to meet Quarter Hoarder and Dog Tag Doug and Beyond Sight and Sound and KG and Ringy. And they were just there to meet people. The, the fines or the prizes, that was just icing on top. It's a bonus. Yeah, it's just a bonus. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. There, there's so much fun, these events. And, uh, I hope everybody gets a chance and goes to one, even if it's one in their local area. You're going to have a good time. You're going to meet people, maybe a future digging partner. You never know. Put yourself out there. Give it a chance. And, you know, you're going to probably come away with a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it is, it is what you make of it. Uh, I've said before that the, the, when you go out on these digs and stuff, the, these big group hunts or seated hunts, anything like that, the finds may be nice, but diggers make the memories. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're going to forget the, the, the coin necessarily, but you'll remember who was with you, who was around you, you know, uh, the friends yeah. you'll make maybe for the rest of your life. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, we're an eclectic group that does this. So when you find each other, you gravitate. You're going to meet people that have this, you know, semi odd interest that we have. And you're going to enjoy just talking shop because you probably don't get to do it much at your job or, you know, my wife could care less when I talk about it. So <laughs> it, it, that's your, that's your outlet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I agree. Uh, anything else you guys would like to mention before we roll out of here? Um, Doug, anything? My throat, my throat's almost, uh, hoarse. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. Uh, what time does the meet and greet start on Friday, Josh? Do you know? 
Mm, I can't remember, but I can message you once I get out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll look. I timed it. We're gonna we're gonna make it. Um, we don't have a lot of time. We don't. We we fly. Yeah, you Chicago, guys really like barely tour. made it in for the meet and greet last year. Well, we fly into Chicago, and then you got it by the time you get your luggage and get your rental car, and then it's a two-hour drive, and yeah, it's always cutting it close because airports are tough, man. And yeah. at least O'Hare is a big airport. Some of these places we fly to, maybe there's only two flights a day, so you know we get there as early as we can, but it's always like a race. You know, we got to hurry up, we got to get there, and um, you know. The week, weeks after the event, I'm still getting tickets that I ran this toll in the rental car. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many fines I've gotten. Some of these places are terrible, but uh, Alan, we, we will be there. I timed it. I forget when it starts, Doug, but we'll be there with plenty of time to spare. Good. Good. I hate Good deal. That way you don't have to just run in and check in and drop your luggage in the room and show up at the meet and greet. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, we, I think I, we booked, um, I booked this Airbnb in Galena because it looked really cool. And Galena, oh my God, it's an expensive town. Everything was outrageous, but it is, but we found this, this place that was, that was inexpensive. I love Airbnbs because you get the whole house and you, you get a kitchen and all that stuff. Yep. We did the same thing this year. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, it's always worth looking into them. You'll get a lot for your money and, You'll stay in an interesting place instead of uh, ho- hotels, which sometimes don't have a lot of atmosphere. But um, you know, so we're staying at this place in Galena. I'm really looking forward to. It. In fact, they emailed me just today, um, you know, with the Wi-Fi codes and all that baloney. So um, nice. I'm looking forward to it. Our ducks are in a row for this one. Good, good to hear. Definitely. Well, I think. Uh, we're probably going to roll on out of here, so why don't you guys hang in there with me for a couple of minutes, and we'll get out of here. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. everybody, for tuning in and listening to the show. Appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate you two for taking the time. So for everyone else, obviously, Quarter Hoarder and Dog Tag Doug, Jane Fawn Doug, Mexican Doug, uh, these, a man of many hats, definitely. Uh, don't forget and check out the Quarter Quarter channel on YouTube for some very interesting videos. We're going to roll. Have a wonderful evening, everyone.